0: Hey, what's up, Bucketheads? It's Joe with at CBB DFS, and Bird is here with me. What's up, Birdie?
1: Hey, Joe. How are we doing, buddy?
0: We're doing good. This is uh, another crossover, I guess you can say, uh, a YouTube video, taking the audio file from that and making it into a podcast. We are without James today, but we're going to do this Saturday shoot around, just the two of us. We're going to cross it over on multiple platforms, and it's going to be a good time.
1: Yeah, for those watching on YouTube, you're going to see just a complete fireball behind Joe's left shoulder. Uh, that logo looks fantastic.
0: Yeah, that was a gift from uh, my brother-in-law and one of our original Bucketheads, uh, Joseph May. And uh, man, it's, it's a fire. It's a wall hog. It, it went up real easy. And as I redesigned the office, that's going to definitely be the centerpiece in, in things going forward. So thank
1: you, Joe May. Yeah, that's pretty sweet.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we got a Saturday shoot around. The slate's going to tip at 11 like usual. This one's a little more uh, money to first this time, Bird compared to last Saturday.
1: Yeah. 5k to first, which is exciting. Um, $25 bracket mania um, satellite as well, or a bracket mania qualifier. Uh, so that, that's exciting as well. So it should be really fun. Um, you know, no, no college football, uh, no NFL. So yeah, the, the price pool should go up. It's it's college basketball season.
0: Yeah. It's it's our time.
1: It's our it's time. Cool. Let's Let's shine.
0: So, so we're going to get this done. Uh, We're going to do our best to break down these games for you guys. We are without James, who's our big 10 ACC guy. And I think six of these 10 games are big 10 ACC games, but you know, we've done our research and we, we picked James's brains plenty before we get this thing going. So first let's get into our buckets and I'm going to go ahead and pull that up right now. I was a little generous with the buckets today because some of those in that dive in section are really only about a 145 over under. We don't have those 150 smash games. There's one of those, but not the whole group. So, as you can see, we have three in that don't go overboard section there. Um, we'll touch on those briefly to start, and then in our tread water section we have three there as well. That's where the over/under cuts off at about 142, um, and then the last four in the dive in section are all, all about 145 or more in the total, and that last one is is up there at 152. But Bird, first first glance thoughts on the slate?
1: Yeah, big slate, 10 game slate. Um, yeah, I, you know, looking at the the pricing, it looked I, I didn't see a whole like a, like a ton of value plays that were out there, but there were some some nice price drops. I think there's some good, um, some some pretty elite players that we can get for maybe a cheaper price tag than we have in the past. Yeah. Um, so I think it's gonna be fun. It'll be a good slate. I agree. Well, let's get into it. We're gonna start
0: with Ohio State and whiskey. Uh, this is one of the last tips of the of the tournament. It's at three o'clock, but sadly the over under here is just one thirty four and a half. Um, Wisconsin is a five point favorite and, uh, bird, bird, what jumps out at you here?
1: Uh, nothing. Um, the last time I had whiskey was in Vegas and I think I threw up at the, at the, uh, casino. So that was, that brought, that brought back flashbacks there. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of this game, so CJ Walker may come back, you know, so we'll see what that does. Um, um if he returns, you think, uh, you know, lower usage for Dwayne Washington, um no to me, nobody really stands out. Tyler Wall is taking some of those minutes at forward away from Potter. Um we we can talk about Nate Reavers if you want.
0: Yeah, about how he had 18 last game, four X, over four X, and he's only forty two hundred. Is that what you want to talk about?
1: It's really sad that we're talking about how happy we are that Nate Reavers had 18 DraftKings points.
0: At 4,000 bucks, I'll take it.
1: Yeah. How far how far we've fallen? Um but yeah, I mean, that's, we would take 4X at, at four X at 4,200 for sure.
0: No, I, I like Reavers, um, you know, and we know uh, since James isn't here, Brad Davidson is going to hit somebody in the nuts. So we got to get that out of the way. Um, but uh, I, I like him again uh, with wall getting in the mix, Aleem Ford is more of a roller coaster up and down. He's a good player, but you got a great smile too, but you got to catch him on a good day. Um, So I'm probably off a of lean forward at 6,200. On the Ohio State side, one of the things that did jump out at me when looking at this game is Justin Aaron's has really picked up the minutes in the last three. Hasn't done a ton with them, but you know, playing time is always a good thing. And when you're talking about a guy sub 5K who's going to approach 30 minutes, if that trend continues, that could be some value there too. But this is a don't go overboard game for a reason. Bird, can we just move on past this one?
1: Yeah, and, and Aaron's minutes will go way down if CJ Walker's back. You know, he's a, kind of that sharpshooter. Uh, make, making a ton of shots right now, but, you know, obviously shot dependent as well. So yeah, I mean, EJ the e- are our best player, you know, Dimitri Trice, but I, I just don't, I'm not, I'm not going to play anybody personally.
0: No, I, I'm off too. Why don't we flip to the next one here? Uh, again, it's kind of another uh muck up game. These are two teams going in a little different directions. Uh Clemson won this meeting by 10 uh, already when they've played the first time this year, Florida state has since won three in a row where, Clemson's gotten destroyed in their last two games. This is the number 20 team in the nation by the rankings. Uh, Virginia beat them at home, but at their place by 35 and then I think they just lost to wake by 18. So this is a team in a little bit of dismay on the flip side, Florida States won three in a row and they're starting to play bell and look a little bit more like the Florida state of old. So I, I don't like Clemson at all in this one um, over under here's 136. FSU is a seven point favorite. Um, the thing that jumped out to you, Bird, looks like Barnes at 6100. Uh, great player, love that price. We think his best basketball is still ahead of
1: him. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the nice thing here is you do have that price drop at 6100 um, uh, for a guy who can do a little bit of everything. He appears to be healthy, uh, which is which is huge. Um, so, so that's nice to see. MJ Walker's played really well uh, while he was out or while his minutes were a little bit limited, uh, and then raquin Gray. Raquing, Gray. Sorry. Uh, has played a lot better basketball lately as well. So I think those are kind of the three primary options for Florida State. Again, with that 136 and a half over under, I don't think anybody really screams value. Um, but but th- th- those are decent plays, especially at home. And, and Florida State's playing great right now.
0: I got down here. I like MJ Walker and cash. Um, like you said, he's been awesome lately, which is, you know, we, we've talked in the past about his five-star pedigree and how he's just kind of muddled around his career at Florida state, but now he's starting to be that calming stable force in the backcourt for them. And he's played really well the last three games. I don't see any reason why that wouldn't continue here, especially the way Clemson is playing on the defensive side of things for Clemson. Amir Sims is always going to be in play because he's long and he's active. So at 6,800, If you have to have a piece of this game, I don't hate Amir Sims, but again, with that total, I'm probably off. You see the price falls off a cliff after him as well going down the line the li- the name that jumps out at me here is Clyde Trap. He's someone who who can get hot for Clemson and at 4800 that could be a cheap option, a cheap low owned GPP option who could get hot. Um he's getting closer to 30 plus minutes and he's gotten up nine shots and four out of the last five. So Clyde Trap if you're looking for a dart throw from this one, but other than that, let's let's not go crazy.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I I, t- I tend to not play against that long Athletic defense of Florida State, so I think those are the two options if you if you want a piece at all.
0: I agree. All right, let's move on to a game that I found surprisingly low at a 137 and a half over under. Um, UConn's playing without Bo, Bo Knight, uh, and they just took a pretty horrible loss uh, to a St. John's team. They had no business losing to, but you know you're missing your best player. They they kind of had the the, the mojo going and the team rallying without their best guy for a while, but that really hit a wall, um, against, against the Johnnies. So, um, they're, uh, going to Creighton. Creighton also had a horrible loss to uh, Providence. Uh, Providence is a pretty good team, so I don't want to call it a yeah. horrible loss, but uh, Creighton didn't play well at all. If you look at their box score and their game logs, and if you watched any of that games, they, they didn't look like themselves. Getting Zeg back into the mix, it might take a, another game. Maybe this is the game where we see them look a little more like themselves, but uh, I do like Creighton in the seven and a half here. The over/under to me seemed low at 137.5 because uh, UConn tends to play too their opponent's tempo as opposed to forcing teams to play at their tempo. Um, If you don't mind bird, I'm going to keep going. RJ Cole is way overpriced. Um, There's a snafu with DK pricing. It only shows his most recent game, which was 32 and he had a great game. Um, He is a real tough player for them. Good ball handler, good shooter, but he's not an $8,000 player. Um, That 32.5 fantasy points per game you see there is just his last game. It's not a season average at all. So he has to be taken out of the mix for me. Tyrese Martin is really the identity of the UConn team right now. He's a, he's a good grinder type player, safe in cash. And, uh, really is their backbone and kind of become that guy. So I, I don't mind Tyrese Martin, uh, wish he was, uh, a little bit cheaper, but you know, at 7,200, that's an option there. If you think this game is going to get over that total, which it could, um, we mentioned boat night is out, um, Isaiah Whaley is an active, uh, post presence. I think, uh, he can, he can get a lot of those junk stats, make him hit value pretty easily, good cash option. And then if you're looking for a GPP play, Tyler Polly had a bad one last time out, but he's someone who can get hot and potentially break a slate, especially if Creighton starts knocking down threes, UConn's going to start at n- knocking down, or attempting to knock down threes. And he's someone on their team that can do that. Um, what about the Creighton side of thing, bird? Give me a, give me a little talk break here and tell me a little bit about Creighton.
1: Yeah, well, so you're right about the Providence game. They, they Providence came out and just steamrolled them early on. Uh, Creighton fought back, uh, and, and Zegarowski I thought looked completely fine. You know, he was out a couple of games with a hamstring injury. And um, his price and, looked, and his price dropped. Yeah. Um, so at 6,900, I, you know, I'm always kind of drawn to him as a player anyway. And, and at that price point, I think he's a really safe option, especially in the like cash lineups. Um, Mahoney's going to continue to just chuck shots. I'm not sure if any of them are going to go in or not. Um, but he's, he's getting shots up and then Crate or Christian Bishop, he, his price is down to 5,700. He had 31 DK last time they played UConn. Uh, and with the price drop, I don't mind him either. Uh, you know, we think about UConn and how long they are traditionally, you probably don't want to go against somebody with, with a post, but he, he had a really nice game against them. So, so I think he's okay too. Um, what about Kalkbrenner, Joe, you didn't talk about your boy.
0: Well, I wanted you to open up. I wanted to save my Kalkbrenner for the end. Um, oh, okay. so he- he came back a little bit despite some foul, foul trouble and approached 20 DK last game, which was nice to see, but he did battle some foul trouble. He was, a, had a stinker the game before, which bird you said it was the first time you stuck him in a lineup and he laid an egg for you. He's a point per minute machine. He just needs the minutes. Uh, bird just referenced Yukon's length and size. So this could be a situation scenario where he does get a little extended time. Um, I like call Brenner at 4,800, but there's going to be some other plays on this slate that might have a little more upside, but at the same time I, I'm never gonna never gonna poo poo anyone for playing kalkbrenner Brenner. Uh, one of the great names that you did, uh, uh, did uh, glance over and not by any fault uh, of yourself because Damian Jefferson is just kind of that guy who's consistently there um, at times when the buckets are dropping, he's going to have a really big game, but he's a safe cash option at 7,200. So I definitely like giving Damian Jefferson a, 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 a look. I know um, that, game where Zegs came back, him and Zegs were about the same price. And I went to Jefferson just for that safe cash game, uh, more, more cash games, conservativeness in my lineup. And Jefferson ended up knocking down a bunch of shots and paid off really well. And he can, he can do that for you. So, uh, don't, don't hate him at all.
1: Yeah. And, and just a note, Kalkbrenner came in at the 17 minute mark of the first half. I mean, he was in there three minutes into the game he was in, and then he got in quick foul trouble, um, and then had foul trouble again in the second half. Uh, but he probably would have played more minutes. I think uh, Epperson's hurt a little bit right now. Mm -hmm. And and again, against that size of UConn, he's probably needed out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ballack at 5,600, you need him to get hot. He's a GPP dart only, but I do think this goes over the 137, but I'm not going to dive in as in, in a usual Creighton fashion and get three Blue Jays on my team like
1: I normally would. Yep. I agree completely. All right, let's move on to
0: our next one here, and that's Virginia Tech at Syracuse. Bird, before I let you talk about this game, I will tell you I've played Gurrier uh, in his last three, and I've been rewarded with 33, 45, and 52, or 49, and 50. I can't remember. He's been awesome.
1: Yeah, he's averaging over 40 DraftKings points over his last three games. His price is up 1,400, um, but he's he's been fantastic.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He- um, he really has. Yeah, well,
1: and then that the Syracuse side is there's five guys right and they're all going to play. Um mm-hmm. the one thing that stood out to me uh, other than how good Gary has been is is Allen Griffin's price is down to 6700. He's a guy we've seen get 40 dk uh, in games and his price is down just a little bit um which which I do like. Uh, and then Merrick Dolage at, at 5500 is a guy who's probably going to play 35 to to almost all the whole game potentially. Um he he's struggled a little bit lately but he's still averaging 26 DK points for the season. So at 5,500, not a, not a bad option. as like a cash game type of play.
0: So when you're looking at Buddy and Gerard at the guard spots, are are you picking one or the other and just hoping for the best?
1: Buddy's actually been pretty consistent. Um, he's had 30 DK in four straight games. Um, you know, and so at, at 7,100, that's, you're sitting at four X. So that's a nice cash game option where where Joseph Girard is, is more of that Joseph Girard is more of that kind of up and down roller coaster ride, um, and, and he's he's so shot dependent. If he's making those threes, you know he's going to do well. Um, Virginia Tech is a pretty good defense; they're going to slow things down. Um, so, so there's a little bit cause for concern there. Um, but, yeah, I, that's how I look at him. I look at Buddy Moore as a, a stable option, and Gerard and is more of a hit or miss. Yeah,
0: yeah that makes sense. Um, For Virginia Tech, Kive Aluma is no more than a cash play, but he's a pretty good player. Um, He he kind of uh is the focal point for that team. No one else on that team uh, jumps out at me outside of Jalen Cohn, who's still at 4,500. Now, he does have a complete egg out there. I think he had one DK point in the game, but this is a guy who – gets in and when he gets on the floor he gets his shots up he gets his usage and he's normally good for 20 to 30 dk in that range so i do like Jalen cone at 4500 anything i'm missing there bird
1: yeah i mean cone might take 10 like my 3 10 three-point attempts tomorrow yeah against the the, very easily against the zone yeah so i think that's interesting and then tyrese radford's got uh, 42 and 32 dk games and his price is still sitting at 6400 you know he's one of the better rebounding guards in the nation and and we know that Syracuse zone gives up a lot of offensive rebounds mm-hmm. um so I, I don't hate his I actually I, I like his price at 6,400 um I, I think he's he's playing really well lately in great form so Radford and, and Cone are probably my two favorite pieces of, of the Virginia Tech side
0: all right let's keep going okay <laughs> <laughs> shut the door shut the door I, the door's over there. I can't. I oh, can't. Okay. It's already shut, actually. So let's just move on to the next one. Puke. I, I mean, Duke and Louisville. A Freudian slip there. Um, Duke and Louisville. This is this game's got the over-under at 141. Louisville is a two-point favor at, at home. Uh, this is one the, another one of those last tips of the day with the three o'clock uh, tip. And uh, the bullet you put on here, Bird, DJ, is he the lock button? Uh, Stewart is back. Tell us a little bit about him.
1: Well, so I'm, I'm David Johnson at, at 6,200. I feel like is just a an excellent price for a guy that could get out oh, 30, 35 DK points. Duke's not like a, they're not very good defensively.
0: So full disclosure, I read that as DJ Stewart, who came back last game, and I saw he only had about 20 DK, and I was like, hey, that's not a lock button to me. 6,800, we know his talent. I, 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 you, you tricked me. You went DJ Aha. David Johnson.
1: Yeah, sneaky. Um, but but I do like that. And, and, you know, from, from the Duke side, I guess we could probably start up with the, with the away team, Jalen Johnson's back and he is back with a vengeance. He has 65 DK last game.
0: Yep. Smashed.
1: Absolute smash burger. So that hurts Matthew hurt too, obviously, which at least hurts price went down. Um, I I don't expect another 65 burger from Jalen Johnson, but he is, I mean, they run everything through him. Mm -hmm. He's, he's going to have a high possession rate. He's going to be involved. He's active defensively. Still at, at 7,600, I don't think that's a bad price.
0: I don't either. Normally, with freshmen, when they have that, they get that taste of those big games. They like to string a couple together if they have that talent. He's clearly someone who does, so I yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see Johnson roll off a string of 40s here. Louisville is a slower-paced team, though, and they do play pretty good defense, so that that would be my only reservation there. But at the same time, you, you can't ignore someone who puts up 65.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Louisville's 300th in tempo this year. And so yeah, very slow team. That definitely hurts some of the upside here. Um Stewart, like you said, he he's playing better lately. I, I still I don't love the price at sixty eight hundred, like you said. Uh Goldwire's minutes went way down when Jalen Johnson came back. And then Wendell Moore had his random super good game last game. Who God who knows he might score one point tomorrow.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh any any interesting carlick or uh, you mentioned David Johnson. What about on the Louisville side? They don't go real deep.
1: No, they don't go deep at all. Um, I, I just, for $2,600 more more, I, I think Jones is a better player. You know, he fills up the ancillary stats. He does a little bit of everything. Um, so totally agree. I think he's a better um, daily fantasy sports player. Um, but for the price difference, you know, give me David Johnson and I'll, I'll roll with him. Uh, Jalen Weathers has played better too lately as a freshman down low. I'm um, at 6,500. I, I would still, again, for $300 less, would rather go to David Johnson. Sure. Um, but, but that's just me. And, and then Samuel Williamson, I, for some reason, keep believing that he's going to do something. I'm not sure if he ever will or not. He does once every
0: four games, he'll pop off for like 30 or close to 30 DK. It's just a matter of catching that. Um, I think maybe the, the Jalen Johnson blow up could maybe light a fire. Who knows? Uh, 5,200, you're playing the talent, but that's never a bad idea.
1: No, I agree. And like we talked about Duke, Duke is not great defensively either I don't think they really scare anybody, especially down low um and, and you know similar to Syracuse Louisville is not going to play many players you know there's kind of five or six guys and and so that certainly increases their their opportunity to to score
0: awesome I think we're good there why don't we flip over to your boys rock chalk this game's a pick 'em. Ugh. Man. Kansas at Oklahoma and it's a pick 'em. Uh, this one tips off at 11. One of the first tips of the day, um, one and a half is the over under here. This is kind of a must win for Kansas taking the DFS out of it as a Kansas fan. Am I, am I right here, bird?
1: Yeah, I, I think there's, they're still searching for an identity. Uh, I just don't, you know, they, they it seems like as, 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 David McCormick plays well, Kansas plays well, and, and I'm not sure that's the identity they want. You mm-hmm. know, is, is that really what we want to run our team around is as, as David McCormick? No. Yeah. So that scares me a little bit. Um, well, and, and you know, my, my, my bullet point at the top, uh, Harmon, the scorer, Debbie Harman Harmon is averaging 18 points a game over his last two games. A guy who's, who's never really scored in the past. Do you think that's real?
0: I, well, I mean, given his last name, it probably is. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I, I don't know. He's always been a talented player um, with Manic falling off a cliff for this team, much like Reavers. I don't know who's who's had the worst uh, DFS season, Brady Manic or Nate Reavers, in your opinion.
1: I, I'll say Brady Manic just because, I mean, he was I don't know what he averaged last year, but it was probably 16 points a game, something mm-hmm. like that, 16 real points a game. Uh, you know, Reavers was kind of that grinder down low, but man, Manic has been just just depressing.
0: Yeah, he's all the way down there at 4,600 today. This is a guy who, you know, I think had 50 DK in the opener for this team against El Paso, and it just gotten worse and worse and worse and worse. And it's not like Reeves has just taken it over and stepped up and been the be-all end-all for this team. He's their best player, but... It, it's it's i can't even describe what's happening i mean oklahoma is a, a fast place team that likes to score but they're they're just not doing it
1: it's it's really sad when Alondis williams is sitting at a hundred dollars less and he's probably a better play than brady manic at this point and that's that, i mean that's just scary um you mentioned austin reeves and he's obviously their best player highest usage he had 37 dk um in, in the fog So I I think at 7,500, he's, he's fairly priced. I don't think it's like the overly sexy play, but I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. So you got big Dave at 7,000. He's been a little bit of a roller coaster. And again, he's had some smash games recently. What's your, what's your take on him? Do you think they, they try to establish this identity around him and get him involved? But then I look down at uh, Agbaji and Wilson in that mid six range and, to me, they're, they're the guys I want to look at. And I like them a lot more in the mid sixes than I do in the mid sevens.
1: I do. I, I think this is an interesting, um, if, if you think, so if you look at the, if you look at the games this season that Kansas has played well, uh, David McCormick has typically had good games. So if you think Kansas is going to play well tomorrow, um, I, I think you could, you could look at McCormick, but I do think he's overpriced personally. Um, Agbaji, you talked about has been very steady all season long. You kind of know exactly what you're going to get with him. Jalen Wilson to me is the biggest X factor. I mean, he has the ability to break a slate and at 6,500, I love that price, but man, he is just on a cooler lately. Yeah. And and same with Marcus Garrett, right? Marcus Garrett at 5,700, Marcus Garrett was big 12 first team, you know, all conference preseason player Mm. Uh, just hasn't gotten right all season long. I still think he's a really solid cash game play. Uh, while Christian Brown's more of that, you know, that boomer bust uh, type of type of play. But Kansas is probably only going to play five guys. Uh, Unauna Runa is uh, going to play a little bit. Lightfoot's going to come in a little bit, but there's five main guys here. And, and I, I prefer the guards. I prefer, I, I, I want to give uh, Jalen Wilson another shot. I think he can, if he gets 30 DK, I think we're going to be feeling great.
0: Well, I and mean, it's not like OU's a defense that's known to lock it's they're not playing Texas, they're not playing Baylor, they're not playing West Virginia. This isn't a team that's gonna just lock them down defensively. So give Jalen Wilson a little space, he might just get right.
1: Yep. Yep. And then we, we talked about on Harmon at the beginning. Um, but but he is playing better lately. If he continues to have some of that usage at fifty five hundred, that increases his floor. He's always been kind of a high floor play, but mm-hmm. if he's actually putting the ball in the basket, I think that actually goes up a little bit too. So uh, super interesting game. Yeah, as a, as a Kansas fan, I, I agree. It, it's time to, to kind of show an identity. This team doesn't score in transition. They don't have a go-to offensive set at this point. They don't get easy baskets. It, it's it's a it's a it's a different Kansas team than we've seen in the past.
0: Well, let's uh, let's move on past that before we you start getting emotional and maybe upset. So
1: I might. Yeah, <laughs> it's been an emotional year.
0: It has. Uh, 2021, who would have thought? Maryland at Minnesota, a couple of the M's in the Big Ten. Uh, We got ourselves a a game that tips at one. Over under here is 145.5, and Minnesota is a a six-and-a-half point favorite. Bird, you you pointed out here that Liam Robbins caught your eye. He's priced way down, and this is a guy who's had 65 DK in one game this year.
1: Yeah, I think he's got a 60-point game. He's got a 50-point game. He's coming off a 42 DK yeah. effort against a Michigan team. That's very good. Mm-hmm. And we know Minnesota at home. I mean, they're a wagon at home. They're, they're unbelievable. Um, so I like that price drop. Uh, I, I feel good about, about Roberts. And, and then cars always going to be in play too, as that kind of do it all guard uh, that, that can certainly get hot and, and Brandon Johnson, even at 5,300, I think he's shown some upside lately, some steady minutes. Um, so I like them. Minnesota is unbelievable at home. I mean, they're horrible on the road, but Yeah. what, what do you think?
0: No, I I like Minnesota at home. I always try to target them there. They're even better when the fans are in the stands, but they've, they've been tough there all year long. Uh, I, I'm, I like Carr. I like him at 83 as opposed to nine Robbins, like you said, is an incredible deal. I've hit on Klauser a couple of times, so I've got a affinity for him, but I know that there's gamble involved. Um, on the Maryland side of things, I'm a little less optimistic, I just feel like with Wiggins and Scott and Morsel and Allie, you're just kind of playing the same guy and hoping for the one who gets 30 that day, as opposed to 21, you know, it's, it's the same group that continued to go up and down. So I've, I've, I've struggled with this Maryland team. Um, if I had to pick a Maryland play, I'd go way down the list at Jarius Hamilton. He's a big that comes in, might be needed on Robbins. Um, he doesn't get a ton of minutes, but when he does, he makes the most of them. So for 3800 if you're looking for someone who can get you 4X and get your priced up to go get a car um, or, or another big play, uh, that might be an option there. But really overall, uh, Maryland doesn't entice me too much.
1: Yeah, that $145.5 is, is a nice total. It is. Um and, but and I, I kind of have my, my note here is I'm not sure I've ever gotten a Maryland player right this year.
0: Well, like I said, the, those four are all right there in the middle, 6,800 to 5,800. They're going to finish between 20 and 35. And you just got to pick the right one. That's going to get 35. The rest are probably going to get about 2022 20, and that's how it goes. And I, I just, I, I haven't had the luck picking the one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I like focusing on the, on the Minnesota side. I, I think Robbins is a really nice value and Cal was a guy who was an excellent shooter as a freshman, was a good shooter as a sophomore, and he's really struggled shooting this year. But he's going to be on the floor all game long, so I do like that uh, as a as a potential cheap option. And even even Booth Gotch um, at 4,800, he has a lot more volatility. Um, mm-hmm. But but at, at 145 and a half over under, I don't mind trying to get a small piece of it and seeing what happens.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm all for that. I agree 100%.
1: Yeah. We might have to phone a friend to, to James to say who to play in Maryland. Cause it's just, it's a mess. And
0: Hakeem Hart can be fun too. Uh, yeah. Just part on him. He's 4,800. He can get hot too. But again, yeah. that's a phone, a friend. We'll, we'll, we'll actually know what we could do. We could say, James told us to say this about Maryland. And then if it doesn't work, we can blame it on Perfect. him.
1: Yep. If he's Bucket not heads. here, that's where it's blame supposed it on be. James. We'll yeah, leave a all- cell phone number at the end of this podcast.
0: Yeah, well, and, and uh, yeah, text him. He prefers text after midnight, though. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to one of your conferences. We're talking about Cade Cunningham and Oklahoma State taking on the Bears of Baylor. That was kind of a. Uh, nah, never mind. A little gust. Wow, that was <laughs> the really Bears good. Bears of Baylor. Um, <laughs> this is a one o'clock start. Baylor's an eight and a half point favorite on the road. Over under here is also one forty five and a half. Uh, you know, Baylor continues to take care of business and and, and do their thing. Uh, any reason to think it stops here, Bird?
1: Uh, no, it probably isn't going to stop. I mean, Oklahoma State did beat Kansas at home, um, but it's a different Kansas team, and this Baylor team is obviously superior. Um, the, the one thing, Oklahoma State, so one, they play fast, and, and two, they give up a lot of three-point attempts and a, and a lot of threes. And then when you have a team built around guards like Baylor does, that doesn't profile well uh, in terms of, of, of stopping them. Butler has been just on a complete heater. Uh, you know he's kind of towards his, his season high in price point, but gosh, his current form is unbelievable. Uh, Davion Mitchell at 6,500 and T get 6,300. Again, guys who are going to make, make open threes, uh, something that Oklahoma state struggles against. Um, and then I wonder, and I, what, what do you think about this? Do you think vital guards, Cade Cunningham, you know, Cunningham, six, eight vital six, five. I don't think JTT could guard him. So do you think vital gets more minutes tonight at 4,700 uh, against Cade Cunningham?
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely the right play. And Vital's thicker, too. So, you know, he he can get he can get some uses strength in that matchup as well to become effective. I think he got close to 30 minutes last time out. So this is a guy who's been a 30 minute player for them in the past. um, And he's just a junker. But uh, if he gets 30 minutes in this matchup, he could have a nice DK game at 4700. You mentioned the open shooters for Baylor Bird. Uh, Flagler's all the way down there at 4100. That's a knockdown shooter. Uh, What's why is his price? dropped so much
1: just hasn't done a whole lot lately you know he had that heater kind of in the middle of the year and he's still playing minutes he's still going to be make shots but he is scoring dependent I I like that his price is dropping and and, and even Matthew Mayer at 3800 both those guys prices have dropped into that punt range where where you could certainly take a shot and and like you said Flagler really does profile well against an Oklahoma State team that gives up a lot of threes
0: so, when you flip back to the Oklahoma State side of things, we all know how amazing Cade Cunningham is, and he could have his hands full with vital. So, at 8,000, maybe a, a contrarian high end play, but more than likely you're probably off him. Am I getting that correct?
1: Yeah, so he's at 8,000, so his price is down a little bit. Um, Cunningham had 35 DraftKings points against Kansas, he had 35 DraftKings points at Texas Tech, he had 31 at Texas. So he he's, he's played pretty well, you know, really, even, even against these elite kind of upper end, at least big 12 defenses, he's done fine, but certainly his ceiling comes way down in a matchup against the number one defense in the nation.
0: So 32 would be four X. So potentially probably a little safer in cash.
1: Yeah, I I think so. Um, And, and obviously, you know, he's, he's the number one overall pick. He's, he's an amazing player. He's at home. Um, But yeah, that, that, that defense scares me a little bit and vital, is one of the, one of the top defenders in the nation.
0: So, uh, looking down from Cade, uh, likely obviously is, is an interesting player, a DFS Rubik's cube. That's not bad. Um, but, uh, 70, 7,100, what's your thoughts there? And is there anybody else on the Oklahoma state team worth considering?
1: Yeah, Likely has been really consistent lately and and 7,100, I think is a fair price. What I worry about is Davion Mitchell is going to guard him Then I would assume. So if you put vital on, on Cade, you're going to have Davion Mitchell on Isaac Likely and Mitchell is a glove defensively as well. Um, And so that concerns me a little bit, Um, but at least his price is low enough where if he scores 25, it doesn't kill you. I, I don't like playing him just because his usage is so low. He's not a good shooter, Um, but he does all those other things that, that can, that can score. Um, and then the other options, uh, Avery Anderson's 5,100. He has between four and six X in four of his last five games. He's really started to play a lot better lately. Um, and then Bryce Williams at 4,700 um, has five X in three of his last four games. I thought he played really well against Kansas, the game I watched. Um, again, you're going against the number one defense in the nation. So you, you've got to tread lightly, but this game does have an over under of 145. Points will um, be. Ahead. What's that? Points will be had. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I think their their prices are low enough that that they that they become playable options. Um, but I do think their upside is is somewhat somewhat limited just because of how good Baylor is. No, I, I agree. Is that fair?
0: You. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair.
1: Or is that it might be in soft?
0: No, no, I, I I think I think you're I think you're great. If you don't want to make a, a ballsy call, don't make a ballsy call.
1: <laughs> I'll save that one for late. Well, actually I probably won't. I'll have to really chalk like soft plays the whole time through here, but no,
0: it, it's, it, it's all good. No, actually Oklahoma state's been tough to figure out this year. Normally you, you love Cade when Cade's in good spots. This is not a good spot. Um, likely same thing in good spots. He can be a fun play. This is not one of those spots. So there's no one else on this team I'm ready to, you know, put my, hang my name on or, or my, my, my cred on. <laughs> so my let's just cred. My, my, my DFS cred on. So uh, let's, let's go ahead and move on. Sound good. Yeah. I like, it. I like it. All right. North Carolina state and North Carolina. And this is a one o'clock tip. UNC is a five point favorite. The over here is a little bit higher at 146 and a half bird. Caleb Love, let's talk about him.
1: Man, seven to twelve from the field. He only had three turnovers last game. Uh, <laughs> I is that was that real? Is this going to happen again ever?
0: I, I think he was seven of his last one twelve before that. He probably <laughs> was. But yeah, no, he had thirty seven DK and uh, really just snapped out and blew up. And you know, I, I think I said earlier in, in the show that you know, freshmen that are studs tend to put it together. I'm not going to make that same <laughs> bet here. <laughs> Sorry, Caleb. But uh, what about you? What's your confidence level with Caleb love at 5,400?
1: It, it, it's It's great to see that he had, that he had a good game. You, you know, you can build off of it. Um, we give him a hard time and, you know, he's, he's a good player and he's, he's trying his best. Um, I hope it continues. I, I really do. I hope it continues. Um, I, I think bas- college basketball is better when UNC's got a good product out there, and, and so I hope he does well. I'm. I think you can play him in tournaments.
0: I do too. I do too. And, and the usage is still there. He he's still he's still their best guard, regardless of form. You know, he's still the best guard on that team.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, RJ Davis is, his minutes are down a little bit. Kerwin Walton's playing more, but really. Caleb Lovelace, he needs to be on the court. Like if he can, if he can continue to show some of that upside, he's got to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I do think he's a good tournament play. I think that's fair. Um, do you want to talk about the UNC forwards here a little bit? I mean, they're kind of,
0: I don't want to talk about them at all,
1: man. It's, there, been
0: a, it's, it's so tough. I mean, now it's Baycott's turn at the top 7,400 Garrison Brooks, 7k sharp 6,300. You know, I I, 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 they're, they're all great they're all super talented. I wish they were on three different ACC teams instead of one, because honestly, if these guys had the show to themselves, they could be $8,000, $9,000 players on a nightly basis. But since they share in this stupid rotation, I, I just, I gave up on it. I quit playing it. What about you?
1: Yeah. I, I think they did us a favor by putting Baycott up to 7,400. So I think we right. can actually probably take him off the list. Right. Right. So that helps. Garrison Brooks has played 33 minutes his last couple of games. Um, last year against NC state, he had 25 and 30 real points. So not DK points, but, but real points.
0: Yeah. Um, but the last year, Garrison Brooks and this year, Garrison Brooks are two different people.
1: They, they are different people, but I like that. He's at least getting the minutes lately, you know, getting Agreed. those 33 minutes a game. I feel a hell of a lot better about that than I did earlier when Dayron Sharp, Sharp was getting, you know, 20, they were all getting 25, right? That was, a, that was a mess. Yep. You're right. So, and, and Sharp hasn't hit 20 DK in three straight games, which is crazy after the heater he went on. So they're definitely frustrating, but I do think Brooks is, is at least the most stable option there. And I think 7k is still a fair price point, but, Mm -hmm. but I think you're right. There is some pause for concern just by the way they've played all year long, that kind of maddening shuffling of that front court.
0: I know that Brooks is very popular with me on the DK Sportsbook player props because he normally comes in at about 11 and a half or 12 points for the game. And I, I definitely will be looking at that one tomorrow morning. Um, I don't know if I'm going to squeeze him into my lineup for 7K just because, again, I've kind of thrown in the towel on the UNC forwards. Um, I will say something positive about Leaky Black because James isn't on the line with us. <laughs> he uh, <laughs> had 8-6-8 and eight last game. He, he's really the glue guy on that team. He's never going to blow your doors off, but I think he's a pretty safe cash play. Definitely like him in the mid-fives. I know he was up in the sixes earlier in this year. That didn't interest me at all. But for someone in a, a game that's going to get to one. 46 that's going to need someone to hand out some assists, to hand out some, to pull down some rebounds and to score the open buckets, make some layups and transition. Leaky Black at uh, 5,600, I think, is in play. Haha, ha, James.
1: Take that, James Langdon. I, I agree completely, too. I, 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 he's, he's played really well lately. And I, I think he's a, he's a really solid kind of stable piece of your lineup that doesn't cost very much.
0: Agree. Now, uh, I, Looking at the NC State side, uh, Devin Daniels is there at 7,300, Jericho Helm 61, Funderburk, 56. Where, where, what are you seeing from NC State? Anything stand out to you?
1: Uh, Daniels had 33 DK against UNC last game. Uh, he's priced down to 7,300 because he's had a couple bad games. Um, and, and the other thing, he does have some steel upside too. UNC turns the ball over a lot. And so I do think there's a potential for some steals here. So I don't mind Daniels here in a bounce back spot.
0: That might be um, good to keep in mind for price picks as well. Cause they give that little extra bump for steals. If Daniels is one of the options tomorrow.
1: Yep. That's exactly right. Um, and, and I think the other one I want to keep an eye out on is if Manny Bates is going to play or not. Um, if he does not play Thunderbird's priced down $1,600 and you know, he's really the, the only size left on that roster to compete against those, that front court guys. And I know, You've talked about before about being a little worried about going against guys, you know, that that big front court that they have. But at 5,600, being the only guy on the court that can do it, would be just a smash spot, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, you you have to play all the minutes. You have to play extended minutes.
1: Yep. Other than that, I've got Shaquille Moore listed at 4,900 as maybe a flyer. He's playing mid 20 minutes, and he's got like a top 20 steal rate in the nation. Again, just trying to profile against the UNC turnovers. Um, But that's that's pretty stretchy, probably. Sure.
0: Yeah. I I didn't really love this game. All in all, I'm probably going to have some Caleb love, even though I took some shots at him earlier, but you just can't the talent at that price and the usage, it all adds up to a really positive GPP play. In my opinion, leaky black is probably more suited for my cash games. I I like your take on Daniels. I think James would co-sign on that. He's been a pretty big proponent of him this year. So uh, outside of those three, I'm not sure how much exposure I'll get here. Um, just because I I don't want to play roulette with those forwards for, uh, for UNC.
1: Yeah. If Bates is out and you went leaky black Thunderbird, Caleb love Mm -hmm. like that, that's not a bad core to start with and gives you a lot of price flexibility, flexibility to kind of do whatever you want. Now I'm not sure how high the ceiling, well, I I guess there's a ceiling there too. Thunderbird goes and get 30 and love has another, another nice game. Like that could be an interesting little build, a little mini build and a little mini stack in this game.
0: Well, and all three are under the median of 62.5. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. these are, you, you, you're spending up in the 7K range now on everybody else from here on out. So that's it's an excellent way to look at that. I think we're good here, though. Do you want to shut the door on this one?
1: Yeah, I think, we should. On I think we should put a bow on it. Let's put a bow
0: on this one. And let's go to the final game of the slate. This is uh, back in my neck of the woods, Auburn and South Carolina. This is one of the early tips, though. It's at 11. Uh, our boy Sharif Cooper is the price King. He's at 9,200, his fifth consecutive price increase. This one, just 200 bucks. South Carolina at home is a one point favorite, but the over under here is a slate high by a mile, uh, at 152. You want me just to go dive into this bird? Run my friend, just
1: run free my child.
0: (laughs) All right. So Auburn, uh, took a really bad loss to Arkansas last time out and I, I say a bad loss because Auburn had been playing so well and Arkansas had been playing so poorly. Um, And it was just really, really frustrating to see. And uh, in that game, uh, what they did is they jumped Sharif Cooper as soon as he brought the ball across half court with two defenders. And it turned into the old Auburn team where he had to get the ball out of his hands. They were void of a point guard and no one else could really do anything or created anything on their own. And what happened, what turned out to be an 18, 17, 18 point lead dismantled and turned into a loss on the other side it was it was tough to see uh, cooper still was awesome i think he ended up with around 35 dk despite being doubled as soon as he crossed half court the entire game um now frank martin's a smart coach i think he's going to mimic that or try to find ways to force the ball out of his hands because auburn without a point guard is the auburn team from earlier in the year which is not very good so We'll see what Bruce Pearl does to figure out how to ease the burden. The help isn't going to come from Justin Powell. The report I read today said that he still probably hasn't practiced from the concussion protocol. Oh, the, only time yeah, Pearl, you know, uh, the only time Pearl has really seen him is when he's done his mandatory COVID testing. Um, so he hasn't been moving around or getting on the floor. So it doesn't sound like he's coming back anytime soon. Um, Who knows? We've gotten erroneous reports before. It won't be the first time or the last time. But from what I can see today, don't expect Powell, which is too bad because he's that guy who could come in and help Cooper handle that ball and get them into new sets and better shots. So without Powell, Cooper, a heavy burden, 9,200 I'm never going to tell you not to play him, but at the same time I'm, I'm skeptical now South Carolina can be a little bit sloppy and they do like to play with a little more tempo. So there could be some opportunity for Sharif in transition, which could keep his value still high. If you want to get him in your lineup, I think we found a couple of plays throughout this pod that uh, would allow you to get up to 9,200 pretty easily. Um, Go ahead and fire away Sharif after him.
1: Joe, I think you did a good job on that Sharif. I you know, everybody there's, there's, there's always like the recency bias of, oh my God, Shreve Cooper's playing so well. And then there's the, oh, I want to play the shiny new toy kind kind of mindset. And so even at 9,200, I think he's going to be super high on it and in a pace up game that I think that makes sense, but I don't think you necessarily, he's not, he's not a lock anymore at 9,200.
0: No. no. No, not after, not after the blueprint that was played against him last time, because you know, he was visibly frustrated and they, they punched him in the face. I mean, they literally would, you know, check him and and burn some fouls in the guard spots and he was getting frustrated and it was, he had to work all game long. And I think when you're in your fifth game, that's, that's going to make for a frustrating day. And, and anyone who's played in a basketball game, bird, you know, this, I know this, if if you're working your butt just to get into some sort of normalcy in a game, you're going to get yeah. frustrated and that's going to lead to bad shots and bad decisions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He goes out and gets 28 DK points and you're, you're, you're in trouble, right? Three X's sure. that's, that's bad.
0: Yeah. Um, But getting off Sharif, Um, but I think we've cleared that up well. We still love him. Oh yeah. With, yeah. yeah. But uh, play with caution. He's no longer that smash button lock anymore. So We'll, we'll see what DK does. I think if he has another 30, 35, we might see that price come down for the first time next time they're on a slate. And then it could get fun again, especially once they get uh, some help or figure out how to, how to break that, some of that pressure. Yep. Moving down though, off of Sharif Flanagan's price continues to drop at 6,700. Um, he's someone who really desperately, desperately needs to step up if Cooper's going to get taken out um JT Thor Jalen Williams are active bigs they're both under six I like both of them uh for cash with upside uh, Williams more so probably just because he's a little more proven this season as opposed to Thor Cambridge is your shooter comes off the bench you can let it fly Johnson is another shooter that's starting but isn't in the best form right now they've actually kind of flip-flop in price but the roles have stayed the same uh, Cambridge is one of those who has really, uh, adapted well to Cooper on the floor and has made the most of his opportunities. So those are the directions you can look on Auburn's team. Uh, a lot of athlete, a lot of athleticism, pace up game, a lot of junk points that are going to be had long rebounds, three point attempts. Um, this is going to be a fun game. So any of these guys, I think are safe in cash, um, with their own GPP upside in different ways. Would you agree, Bird?
1: Yeah, I, I agree completely. Um, South Carolina is also a really good offensive rebounding team, so that'll be yeah. something to, to to see too. It's just, it's just yeah, this could turn into like one of those just ugly, you know, super paced up kind of ball all over the place type of game where you could really rack up some of those ancillary stats. Mm-hmm.
0: It, it sure could. And South Carolina, they got some fun plays on their side as well. I think the public will probably gravitate to Auburn in this because we've seen them a lot for a while. But NSC was off for a month, I think, due to COVID. Um, but South Carolina is a team that is surprisingly fast. Um, they did go into Missouri and get waxed this week. But uh, even that game, they they made Missouri score 81 you know, just because they were driving some pace. AJ Lawson's a phenomenal player. Um, he's flirted with the NBA draft the last two seasons, but he still uh, continues to come back and be the same player. It doesn't seem like he's gotten much better since he's been there, but he is someone I like. He had a stinker last time out, but he was smashing prior to that. Uh, Justin Manaya is going to shoot three, um, 7,100. He doesn't really rebound enough for that F tag. Keyshawn Bryan at 62 is your Uber athlete. And actually, Bird, if you look at his game logs, he's scoring the basketball this year. In the past, uh, we would watch this guy and he just would, Be awesome, you know, super athletic, but he had no clue how to put the ball in the basket. Well, this year it's starting to go down for him. He's even trying to stretch his game out, so he's someone who's clearly developing and uh, is it's starting to pay off. So at 6,200, you can see he has the ability to smash. And one of the guys I really like on the South Carolina is Cousinard. He's their point guard at 5,900. Game logs haven't been that good, but we've seen him have big games in the past with this game being paced up, with this game being back at home. I think Cousinard at 5,900 could have a lot of upside as well. Uh, Outside of that, I wouldn't go too crazy with uh, South Carolina guys. They haven't played enough games to get tape on who their fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth options are. So I I wouldn't recommend anyone beyond that. But as far as that that core four, uh, what are your thoughts there, Bird?
1: Yeah, I love it. I, I thought Cousinard's price in particular really stood out from a guy who's got 28% shot percentage, uh, he's got 25% assist rates, and, and he even has, uh, you know, 3% steal rate, so you know, around 250th in the nation in steal rate, so oh. so I really like his price, and, and then like you said with uh, Keyshawn Bryant, uh, a lot more usage this year, he's sitting at 26% shot share, mm-hmm. uh, really good offensive rebounder which we talked about auburn you know gives up a lot of offensive rebounds and, and some block upside and we talked about this potentially being a game that gets kind of wild uh, and i think he could play really well so so i really i really like those two players aj lawson's a great talent um but but for the price discount i, I kind of like maybe kuznard and bryant just a little bit better
0: i agree especially if you're going to get multiple pieces from this game. If you're just going to grab one guy from this game, you know, get your Cooper and Lawson and move on. But if you want to play multiple pieces and stack this one up, Cousinard, Bryant, and maybe, uh, 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 you know, I'd still try to get Cooper in there, but uh, you know, that's definitely a direction you could look and even throw in some Cambridge as well. I wish this game was a little later in the slate, but it's a good way to start your tournament off on the right foot Uh, with a high pacey game, a a junky game, like we've been talking about, loose balls and block shots and offensive rebounds and putbacks. uh, And they're going to be a abundance of those on both sides.
1: Yeah, for sure. The nice thing is, you know, get get these players in early, see how you're going. You can either, you know, have a terrible start and then go run errands and do like horrible things, or you can just sweat (laughs) it out the the rest of the day, hopefully. Or you can go to the bar or you can go to the bar. Uh, Yeah. Cause that, Maybe we that's should do that tomorrow. next we should do
0: that tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> all right guys I think that takes us to the end here want to thank you all for watching on the YouTube for listening on the podcast don't forget our home base is Twitter at Cbb underscore DFS and then we're on the world wide web the other one's our home base what's what's uh what what would the web be would that be our well, I our love that we have web? to
1: do this this worldwide web gimmick and this WWw gimmick like this is great It's 2021
0: and we're still doing it. I love it. Well, it's James hasn't written us a short code yet. That's nerd talk. Um, (laughs) (laughs) HTTP colon backslash backslash www.cbb-dfs.com is where we post our daily stories um, for you guys to do all the reading research before a slate drops Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday if the Friday slate is garbage. Um. <laughs> oh, geez. Bird, you want to tell them a little bit about prize picks and our, our donation tabs, if anyone's so inclined?
1: Uh, yeah, so prize picks, uh, you know, we'll, we'll include a prize pick play uh, in our we- in our weekly articles or our daily articles during the week. Uh, we'll, we'll tweet one out uh, on Saturday morning as well. But prize picks, super easy to play. You know, in like 60 seconds, you can go out and make a couple picks and, and you know, win 5X, 10X your money. Uh, super easy to do. Uh, just go ahead and use our code CBBDFS for 100% deposit match uh, or go out and, and check out our Twitter. We have some links out there as well that you can use. Uh, and then we also have a pinned tweet uh, where you can donate to us. Uh, yep. We do all this for free. Um, we we work hard at it. Like This is kind of our, our fun job. Uh, we, we even have fathead logos behind us like Joe does and, and, and hats on like, like I do. Uh, but we really love it. Uh, we love being part of it. If you feel like throwing us a couple bucks, that'd be great. Uh, if not, we, we just appreciate you listening. Um, and, and also, you know, reach out to James and, and tell him to build us an app. You know, he's he's building apps right now. Yeah. Uh, like that that's why he's not here. So have him build us an app. How sweet would that be to have a little CBB, CBB DFS flame on your iPhone? The
0: little box, you can just click on it and everything you need is there. Oh, we were going to give out James's phone number. Do we want to do that now?
1: Yeah, let's do that real quick. It is...